Good morning. Welcome to the Anthem Daily Podcast. I'm Bert Alcorn. Today is Monday, April 20th. Hey, hope you guys are doing well today. Uh, We are back with another episode of the Anthem Daily. Now, if you are new to the Anthem Daily, kind of just hopping in right now, what we set out to do when this stay-at-home order came about, at least in our our city here in Ventura and Southern California, is uh, we just kind of started brainstorming as a leadership team. How do we continue to spur our church on to growth? How can we be creative about this season? And so I I jumped in and, and started doing this daily podcast, uh, really just to provide maybe a, a scripture, a thought, a practice, a learning, an interview, just some sort of encouragement, something to stir us towards a deeper life in God. And I, and I teed off the beginning with that quote from Ignatius of Loyola, where he said, basically, everything in our life gives us the opportunity to choose to embrace a deeper life with God or or resist. And, and we as a church want to choose in the midst of confusion, chaos, hardship. We want to choose a path that's going to lead us towards a deepening life with God, not a, a depletion of self, not of frustration or anger or bitterness or just even maybe hitting pause on our faith to get through the season. We actually want to use this time to press in. And so we've covered a lot of ground. We, we spent some time in Holy Week. We've had an, a bunch of amazing interviews. I'm hoping to have more. Um, and we've got to unpack this phrase that's become really important to us as a church over this last few months, uh, this phrase of growing to become resilient disciples who are faithful in the face of cultural coercion and who live a vibrant life in the spirit. And so really what I hope is that whatever content we put out on this podcast actually helps us towards that goal and becoming resilient disciples who are faithful in the face of cultural coercion and who live a vibrant life in the spirit. And so that's that's what our heartbeat is for. That's what my heartbeat is for this podcast, that we would come out of this season no matter how long it is, whether it's just a few more weeks or whether it's another few more months or whatever, we want to come out of this season as a church healthier and not unhealthier. We, we want to come out of this thriving, not limping. And, and by I say we, I mean like we as a church, but also uh, as individuals in, in the communities. Anyone who would listen, my prayer for you is that God would do good, deep work in this season and that you would come out of it healthier not unhealthy, that, that you would come out of this thriving, not just surviving or worse, limping. And I have been both simultaneously encouraged by those of you. I, I mean, the feedback I've been getting on this podcast has been really tremendous. Thank you for sharing that with me. It, it just helps me know that this is useful and effective and love to hear how many people are, are listening to this from all over. But one of the things I have heard from many of you guys is that God has been doing good, deep work, that the spirit has been working, forming you more into the likeness of Jesus. And it it seems as though you are going to come out of the season thriving and not limping. Unfortunately, I've also talked with a number of people and heard stories of, of, uh, of people who this time is just like they're getting kicked while they're down. And, And there is the, the great potential that they may come out of this limping and not thriving, that that they are so overbusied, so overworked, so overstressed that there's no time, margin, or capacity for God to do any work in their life. And my prayer is that you would not be in that latter category, but the former category. And even to be transparent and honest, I did not enter personally this season in a very 
in a super healthy space. And it's taken some course correction, some feedback, some counsel from others to, for me to even see this time as not just a, a time to like buckle down, put my head down, get to work and get through it, but to actually embrace the season and all of its uniqueness and all of its extra margin on one hand or feeling like there's no extra margin on the other hand and, and not come out of the season like totally depleted, but to actually come out stronger and healthier. I'm reminded of that story in Matthew chapter four, where Jesus goes into the wilderness and he faces off with Satan after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And what is peculiar about that story is that when Jesus faces Satan, sometimes our human tendencies to think, wow, Jesus is so amazing. He faced off with Satan in his moment of weakness because he hadn't eaten for 40 days and 40 nights and Satan's tempting with bread and all of that. But what we actually see in that story is Jesus is at his strongest because he's been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And yeah, he's he's hungry, but he's actually most in tune with the Father because he spent 40 days and 40 nights fasting and praying. And so I hope in a similar way that this season for each and every one of us, whether you've kind of taken this from the beginning or like me, you've needed some course correction, I actually hope in this season of of removal, in this season of absence in a certain way, that you would come out of this stronger, not weaker. And what we see is that the choice is actually up to you to embrace the Holy Spirit and becoming stronger or to resist him and become weaker. So what I want to do this week is I came across an Instagram post. Yes, I'm back on social media because I'm staying connected with a lot of you guys in this time. Uh, But I came across an Instagram post. It wasn't even a post. It was an Instagram story from uh, just a a hero of mine, a guy I look up to. He's a pastor and I think really prophetic voice in our time and place. He's up in Portland, leads a church up there, but has also written a number of books. Some of you guys may know who he is, John Mark Comer. And he uh, he posted up this uh, Instagram story that, that almost felt like a throwaway thing because it wasn't an actual post. It was just like one of those quick thoughts you like throw up on Instagram stories. Uh, Sometimes, I don't know if you guys know this, sometimes uh, pastors, those who lead communities will sometimes throw something up on Instagram and just see if it gets any traction, just see if it resonates with anyone. Well, he posted something. It resonated with me and I just kind of screenshotted it. I save it. I went back to it the next day and it's something that actually has stuck with me for a couple of days and now a couple of weeks. This thing is old. It's old news. But it was just a couple, uh, it was five different phrases all right in a row. And um, and it, they just sat with me. And it, it seemed like key phrases that we actually needed to wrestle with. And uh, he just put them in such a succinct way that I want to borrow, nay, steal them, hopefully for your benefit. And so those five key phrases that he posted up very quickly were this. First, love over fear. Second, relationship over retreat. Third, gratitude over grasping. Fourth, presence over prediction. And five, pastors over pundits. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this week and just unpack each one of those as they pertain to me. I don't know what his original intention are. They may have been witty throwaway phrases. He may have something totally different in mind, but I actually love those five phrases. And for me, as I sat with them, I actually feel like the Holy Spirit was giving me vision for and giving me ideas for what those phrases could mean for, for our church and those who listen to this podcast. And so today, really briefly, I just want to kick it off with that phrase, love over fear. Now, if you have your Bible or or if you're in a spot where you have a Bible, 
I want to share with you uh, just a couple of key verses that come to my mind when I think love over fear. Maybe they're the same verses that come to your mind. First John chapter four, verses like 16, maybe the second half of 16, 17, 18, 19. I'll read it in case you don't have your Bible with you, or you can jot that down to study later. First John chapter four, verse 16. So we've come to know and to believe that the love of that the love God has for us. God is love, the writer John says, and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. It's this two-way street here. Verse 17, by this, that we abide in him and he abides in us, by this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence, if you're an underliner, underline confidence for the day of judgment we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is, so also we are in this world. Verse 18, there is no fear in love. Underline that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. Now, there's a bunch of layers to these verses. And the first, right off the bat, just to be theologically accurate, John has in mind the day of judgment, right? This day when Jesus returns and calls his believers home, the day of resurrection for not only uh, where Jesus' second coming, but the resurrection of all believers. He for sure has that day in mind. Because of that line, we would have confidence in the day of judgment in verse 17. So what he's saying here is that those who are in God abides in God and God abides in them and, and love is perfected with them. And so those in whom love has been perfected, which is you and me, this godly character, Christ-like thing in us because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. So those whom per- love is perfected in, they have they can have confidence for the day of judgment. Like we don't have to fear what happens in that day. We can actually joyfully look forward to it because there's no fear in love, fear of being found not abiding in him and that day of judgment love casts out that fear for fear has to do with punishment like the the consequence for not being found in god and whoever fears has not been perfected in love we love because he first loved us that speaks of god's movement towards you and i before we ever could move towards him now, by this, John speaks of love being brought progressively to its full godlike character in us as the gospel continues its ongoing transformative work through God's abiding presence with us in the person of the Holy Spirit. And that will both cast out fear in us and produce confidence in us. So it shoves out fear and it brings in confidence all as we anticipate the day of judgment. But I, there's also another layer here that also shapes how we live here and now. It produces confidence in us here and now, and it casts out or it can cast out fear in us here and now. Jonathan Edwards, the great preacher during the time of the Enlightenment, once wrote this, or maybe said it, said it or wrote it, but he said this Fear hath torment intimidating that divine love tends to banish and drive away the mind whatsoever is tormenting and and afflictive and to give ease and rest and it will do so when it is perfect when it is strong and in lively exercises by perfect love here we need not understand absolutely perfect but only strong love Love and its ardent exercises. Such love tends to cast out fear. Fear is the legal principle 
Love is the evangelical. Servile fear is the spirit of bondage, but love is the spirit of adoption. The evangelical principle gives boldness and confidence. Fear keeps at a distance and prevents boldness of access, which immediately reminds me of the access we have towards God because of the work of Jesus. The writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 4, I believe verse 16 says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. Love, love perfected in us, the love we have because God abides in us and us with him produces confidence to draw near to God. Confidence for the day that comes later and confidence for here and now. Fear keeps us at a distance. Love draws us close. And the text in 1 John verse chapter 4, verse 19 says, God loved us first. He moved toward us first. He closed the gap between us and him first. And that in us produces confidence, love over fear. There's an old hymn called The Love of God. And uh, I was reading about this story. There are two verses of that hymn that were found written on the wall of an insane asylum. And these two verses were scribbled on the wall, evidently uh, beside the bed of a man who found the love of God before he died. And he shared these words. These were the the verses that he wrote, and this is what he shared. And I'm quoting here. This is the, the hymn, the poem that was scribbled on the wall of the insane asylum by the man who found the love of God. It goes like this, quote, The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. Could we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made? Were every stock on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain the oceans dry nor could the scroll contain the whole through stretched from sky to sky. It's beautiful. God loved us first, and it's in his love we sink into and we abide in, and he abides in us. Because he has first moved towards us and we are filled and marked by his love that produces confidence and casts out fear that keeps us distant from God and distant from others. I love, love, love the very last line of that hymn. I'll read it again to close us out. And this is my prayer for you that you would actually meditate on this, that the Holy Spirit would work through you and that this is something you would just let rumble around your mind today. And that last line goes like this. To write the love of God above would drain the oceans dry. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Would you today, whoever's listening from wherever you're listening, be so overwhelmed by the love of God for you that it builds confidence and casts out fear? 
Thanks for listening to the Anthem Daily Podcast. Love you. I pray for you. Even if I don't know who's listening, I pray for you guys that the Holy Spirit would do good, deep work in you. Um, Have an amazing day. We'll see you back here tomorrow.